think I've been driven insane being stuck in traffic today. There you go. In case you're not up to date on Rhode Island news from a week ago. I, uh, there was a shooting on the highway, and because I'm me, of course I'm stuck in the traffic for it. You do. Because there's no, it wouldn't make sense for me to be reasonable and be in Johnston at a time like that. No, no, no. I'm delivering in Providence. So, needless to say, I think I've lost my fucking mind. And then I dispatched the rest of the day because I got real pissed. I was real triggered. So then I dispatched the rest of the day. You want to know what got me? So So we had the whole day. We were like, I had nonsense IT shit to deal with at work while I was listening to all the shit that was happening in Providence. And then we had like the whole PAX emergency because like PAX tickets went on sale. So I had to scramble to get those while I'm at work and tell everybody else to get those while I'm at work. And then I get home. I'm sitting there. Relaxing before I come over here to record this podcast. I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see a f- and I see an article. Guess what the article says, Josh? So. Release dates for Justice League reviews. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that the release dates for the date that everybody's gonna review a movie was headline article worthy. Now, 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 I know what you're saying, Nick. That's not that big of a deal. No, it is. No, no, no. I, I, I get you, and, and I understand why you're annoyed by this. I, I, I completely understand. I'm not saying it isn't a big deal because it is to you. But I, I think that the world around me doesn't make sense anymore. You know what I had a dream about the other day? I had a dream... That my car insurance money went up. Like, how much I pay went up. Over my dream. Because I don't think I have to have nightmares anymore. I think my nightmares have to be realistic, like my insurance going up. Because the world around me is just a constant nightmare. Donald Trump's a president. They killed a gorilla. I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. We're Navi Tales. Mm. We talk about existential crisis size. Yes, before we get into the good stuff. Which is a video game lore. We are a video game lore podcast. I'm Josh. I am Nick. And I'm Josh. And I am Nick. And I'm Josh. And I'm Nick. And today we are going to be talking about a game that is near and dear to my heart. One that has followed me since birth. By birth, I mean childhood. Earthbound. Yeah. It's one of my favorite games of all time and one of my... Tattoo plans. Tattoo. Yeah, it's it's a my cousin. Real quick, my cousin was the one who got me into Earthbound. Shout out to you, Seth. And we, he he described it to me a, a, as a JRPG that parodies American culture, which at its core is exactly what it is. Right, it's exactly. a JRPG that perfectly parodies American culture and American video game. Yes. So it it is. While that's what it is, it also has, like, this very wholesome coming-of-age story, almost, with its characters, and, yeah, it's just pretty much perfect. Uh, I know you haven't actually played it until recently. Yeah, I just recently finished it from beginning to end. Yeah, and, and it was on my constant pushing. Yeah. Well, Me- I mean, they put it on the 3DS, so I was like, all right, that's fine. 
I don't know. I just I didn't grow up with a SNES in my house, so like a lot of those things were not reachable to me until a later date. Um, And I recently played it again because I have it on my Wii U. So and I was like, "Ah, I need to scratch that itch, like I do every couple years or so. Just do a playthrough of Earthbound and just feel the magic of that game again. And this game, I mean, this is such an important game to video games on a modern level first off it's a very sought after collector's item the game isn't that easy to find uh i think the average price for just a card is about a a buck 70 uh boxed copies like 250 which uh you were actually with me on the day that i almost bought a copy yeah because i was egging you on to buy it you were pushing me and pushing me to buy a copy of earthbound and uh because i never I never owned a SNES cartridge. I either used my cousin's because he had it or emulators and all that because that's the world I live in today. And actually, that's the only way I've played Mother 3 is that way, too. Although I do have a uh, homebrew cartridge for Mother 3 for my Game Boy Advance because Mother 3 never got an English release. And the reason we're talking about Mother 3 at all is Earthbound is actually the second in the series. It is in Japan, called Mother 2, because there's a Mother 1 before it. But the relations between Mother 1 and Mother 2 are strenuous at best. Mother 3 is a direct sequel to Mother 2. Um, But, yeah, I've played it a million different ways. It's also a game that inspired another game we've talked about on this podcast. Undertale is a direct descendant of Earthbound. Yes. And Undertale, as has this incredible following that I'm not a huge fan of because I'm not a huge fun, fan of fanboys, but it's, if you're a fan of Undertale fall, like, and are into all that, more power to you. I'm not. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so, without further ado, let's jump into what exactly we do on this podcast. So Earthbound begins with our most main character because I like to think that all the characters in this are main characters. With Ness just being more of a main character. with And maybe with the exception of Pooh. Yeah. Because Pooh just kind of shows up in the third, third act. act. Yeah. Like, he, he just kind of shows up. But I think that Ness, Paula, and Jeff are all equally important characters. I agree. I think with you Ness say, being a little bit more important. You can say that about a decent amount of RPGs, GRPGs. Yeah. So, begins with our most main character, Nass, waking up because he heard a loud crash outside. When he goes to the crash, he finds it blocked off by his neighbors, Pokey, uh, by his neighbor, Pokey, just outside the roadblock. Eventually, Nass goes back to bed, only to be woken up by Pokey wanting his help in finding his little brother, Picky. Great names. Yeah, no, let me be honest, it's... It, they're not original names. You know, want to know what the name of the original character was in Earthbound One? Nintendo. Nintendo. For Nintendo, get it? And this one is NES for with two S's. Yeah, just just switch that around. You got it's SNES. You got a SNES. They don't give a shit. This game doesn't give a shit. I love it. Except Pooh. Pooh, <laughs> that was a mistake. I think that was a translation error, but I still love it. I I also think that, real quick, I just had a thought. At the beginning of the game, you could pick Ness's favorite food. Yeah. I My most recent playthrough, I put pussy. 
Of It'll course. come up in a minute. <laughs> of course you did. Right. Uh, I don't even remember what I put. You, you. I, what I recommend everyone does if you play Earthbound for the first time is put in. There's I, a. You should put Turducken. The, <laughs> there's a randomizer or one that chooses for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it makes it Ness, Paula, Jeff, Pooh. The dog always has the same name, which I don't remember, and his favorite food's hamburgers. So, yeah, it, it always does that. Oh, I got you. That might have been what I did. That might have been what I did then. So, eventually they find Picky and a meteorite. Giant that crushed into the ground. And out of the meteorite comes a bug named Buzz Buzz. Yes, a little bee. Little, little bee. Buzz Buzz comes from the future. A future where a universal cosmic destroyer named Gygus has taken over. Buzz Buzz then instructs Ness to go find the melodies of eight sanctuaries to unite his powers with the Earth's to gain the strength to combat Gygus and then promptly gets killed by Pokey's mom who thinks it's just a fly. Yep. So much for that future help. So so Buzz Buzz, Buzz is no more and Ness is left to his own devices to go stop Gygus. Yes, on this great quest. Yeah, this game's fucking amazing. Yeah. So uh, the first uh, sanctuary is in Ness's hometown hometown of Arnett. Um, so it's big debate on that one. I think it's called Won't It? That makes sense. Although I totally understand where you're coming from with On It. Yeah. But with the theme of all the other towns yeah. in this name in this game, I think it's called Won't It. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, they're all supposed to have number. Except when you get to summer and winter, but yeah. um, yeah. And so I every, and everywhere else. I'm just saying, if this reaches fanboys, you're gonna get shit for that. Good, but everyone does. Good, get it, bring it because the it was also a map in Smash Bros. It was so that is a problem because everyone in Smash Bros. called it on it. So, I think that's probably why I call it on it. It looks it's the English pronunciation of it when you look at English. It should be pronounced on it. Yes. But I think it's pronounced won't it. Won't it. Won't it. Golem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there it is. Golem. Um, so to get to this one, he needs to fight the local gangs who have uh, somewhat taken control over the area that he needs to get into. So Ness ventures forth and captures that melody without much of a problem. He then fights a bunch of cops in what I can only imagine the LAPD station looks like when a minority is in it. From there, he goes to Tucson, which actually sounds like an actual place in America, because it's in Arizona. Tucson, Arizona. But it's actually spelled two, like the number. Tooth in consequence, Texas. <laughs> Methamphetamine. <laughs> um, Tucson has been taken over by the Happy Happyism cult. Which they're just dressed in their purple purple outfits with their little pom-poms. Fun fact, didn't have pom-poms in the Japanese release. Nope, they did not. <laughs> so they, they looked even? HHC on their forehead? I think they just had H. Oh. I think it was just an H on their forehead. I thought it was HHC because it's happy, happy. Happy, happy-ism cult. Right, but I think the they just had the, the H for the happy. Oh, okay. But I don't remember that off the top of my head. Anyway, they looked even more like a particular particular group of people. Yeah, which is why it was changed when it was localized. Um, yeah. So here he finds a girl named Paula, who uh, we swear is the inspiration from 11, for Eleven from Stranger Things. She, I swear to God, to I, this day, I will always think that 
Eleven, part of Eleven's cl- like clothing design was based on Paula. No, I hundred percent. After watching Stranger Things, I hundred percent, and I I think like a big part of the show had inspiration from Earthbound, th- and even more watching season two, which you haven't seen, seen yet, yet at the time of this recording, so I'm not gonna say anything. But like, I watched season two, and then there's like a like a behind the scene, like a couple of behind the scenes episodes where they sit down with like the creators and a director oh, and, cool. and the actors and they talk, but they talk about how like, and you can see it in the show, how like video games, certain video games uh, were used to um, show themes throughout the season. So I, I wouldn't doubt that Earthbound had some effect because it's Earthbound is a coming of age story in a JRPG. With, yeah. With kids who have psychic powers. Right. So it's kind of kind of goes hand in hand there, right? So when you look at Paula or Eleven in season one of Stranger Things, which is wearing that pink dress and even the blonde wig, I go, "You look just like Paula," and I think you're supposed to be Paula. Yeah, which is a nice nod. I think that I think that's what it was. I think it was just a nod, but I I to this day I will always look at that and go, "That's a that has to be an Earthbound reference." It's almost too on point not to be. No, I agree. Um, so yeah, they meet, uh, Ness meets up with Paula, um, working his way through combating the cult, he finds out that Pokey is now the high priest of the KKK, I mean HHC, because there's a difference. Because <laughs> I swear to God, they're not the KKK, they're purple with pom-poms. They have pom-poms, it's a There's different. an H on their forehead. There's a difference. Um, and that he's actively working against Ness in the fight to combat Gygus. Uh, but the pair, uh, being Ness and Paula, eventually find this section, the second sanctuary, and capture that melody. Uh, they then get some help from the Blues Brothers, I mean the Runaway Five, uh, to get them to Threed, where they eventually get captured. Uh, so every time you capture a sanctuary, you smell your favorite food? Yeah. There's a, a small hint of your smell of your favorite food. And so when I did that playthrough with Pussy... <laughs> I'd capture something. The slight scent of pussy has, and I'm just like, huh? <laughs> Maybe should have thought that through more. <laughs> we should have not bit a dick and picked something better. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I. That's why I brought up the, what I chose as my favorite food earlier. I got you. Um, because everyone in the main group has telepath telepathic powers or PK powers. Paula sends a message to a boy named Jeff who can hear it. Jeff's in a boarding school but gets access to his genius father, Skyrunner, and flies the threed. Real quick on that part, the dinosaur you ride, we're skipping over a lot because, first off, it's a long fucking game. It really is. It's a very long game, so we're going to skip over some of the parts that aren't super, super important. Uh, And also, much like our episode of Earthbound, we can't hit everything that our... Much like our episode of Undertale. There it is. Good face. Uh, <laughs> much like our episode of Undertale, we really don't do a good job characterizing all these characters because we don't talk about each individual character. with an- We don't have enough time to do that. Yeah. Because, like, the Runaway Five is hilarious. I love the Runaway Five. Oh, they're great. But we can't do them fucking justice. No. It's just something you got to play the game to get the justice. But we're going to talk about the the story of the game, which is what we do. Uh... But the do you remember the part when you're Jeff and you ride the plesiosaur in the lake? Yeah. That thing is the derpiest looking thing. Dude, it's so and, just happy to be there. And my entire life I've wanted a t-shirt that has that on it. Just uh Dippy? 
I believe is the name of it. I think so. Uh, I, I've just wanted one at that on a t-shirt. I think it'd be adorable. <laughs> That's That would be. He's an adorable <laughs> freaking little thing. Yeah, he's so cute. Um, so Jeff then rescues them and joins them on their journey. So now we have the, the party of three. They then go to Threed, uh, go from Threed to Saturn Valley where the Mr. Saturns live. Now, if you've ever played Super Smash Bros., you know what a Mr. Saturn is. It's that weird thing with a big nose that you throw at people. Yeah. Literally one of the most useless items in the game, but it's hilarious to watch them walk around. Uh, to get to the next sanctuary, they need to help the Saturns, so they kill the monster eating them, which is a giant thing of puke, I believe, and then are allowed into the third sanctuary. They then go across a desert to the next city, Foreside. So when they get to Foreside, they immediately help the Runaway Five again. Then they go to the uh, the department store, and Paul gets kidnapped. So uh, Ness and Jeff have to go find her, but encounter a statue making everybody in the town hallucinate called the Evil Mani Mani Statue. See, I don't know why they were complaining so much. It sounds like free acid. Ugh. I don't do acid. Right. It just sounds like free acid. It does. This is one of two hallucinogenic trips. I love hallucinogens. Hallucinogenic. I love anything that makes me see the real demons in the air. <laughs> you see them too. Um, so while hallucinating, uh, they end up destroying the statue and find out that uh, Pokey and the mayor have taken Paula. But since the statue was defeated, the mayor snaps out of being evil and Pokey escapes, leaving Paula behind. The, the group then go back to Threed so Jeff can repair the Skyrunner so they can uh, use it to go to Winters to get to the Fourth Sanctuary. Um, from there, they go to Summers where Ness falls uh, unconscious. He has a dream of a land called Dalam where a prince named Pooh... <laughs> <laughs> has completed his training and is told um, to join uh, Ness's party. He then just kind of shows up. Literally, he just he's just like, Boop. yeah, he teleports to the party and goes, hey, I'm here. Um, and then they all go back to Foreside and finally um, they get the um, fifth sanctuary. I feel like this show, and, and, and you need to realize, I don't like anime. I think anime is stupid because I don't like the subculture behind it and I don't like the animation. But I think this game would make a great fucking anime. Because Probably. I will not deny the fact that anime is incredibly well written. Yes. Most of the time. I just don't think the animation doesn't mesh with me. So, but th there are some thing anime things I like, like uh, I like Spirited Away and shit. Like the not the Miyazaki films are fucking god tier. But again, it, it, it's because of the writing. I'm not a fan of anime, and it's because of Hitler that anime exists. Something, something, something. Hitler had a direct reason that Astro Boy exists, and Astro Boy is the first anime. Something, something, something. I don't remember the link. Hitler was the reason anime exists. Well, but... So if you like fucking anime, you're a Nazi! I don't... You're a modern-day Nazi! I'm gonna alienate so much of our audience. Yes. Good. <laughs> Good job. We're not here to have your fucking alt-right agenda. We're here to talk about Earthbound. If you want to live out your 
alt-right agenda. Join the happy, happiest cult. I mean the KKK. No, it's the happy, happiest cult. <laughs> you were right the first time. Uh, yeah, no, Hitler. Yeah. That's interesting. This is going to become a Hitler podcast now. No, no yeah. it's not. We are going to be talking about how Joseph Mengele survived <laughs> World War II and was operating in the U.S. as late as the 70s and is the direct responsibility for the Zodiac killings. That's what we're going to talk about. He was working for the CIA under the alias Dr. Green and was a direct result of the Zodiac killing and the Unabomber bombings. With Ed Kemper, not Ed Kemper, fuck. He's another serial killer. <laughs> Good job, you fucked it up. Whatever, I'm done now. Okay, are you done? Have you had enough? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm done yelling about Joseph Mangala. Okay. Haha, <laughs> joke's on you, I'm never done yelling about Nazis! Rip everyone's fucking ears. <laughs> that is going to be sound adjusted. I'm going to leave it. <laughs> ah, it sucks to be you, headphone users. <laughs> they then end up on a boat where they go to Scarabah, Scarabah, Agrabah, to go pyramid digging, and then from there go to Dalam in person this time to find the Sixth Sanctuary. And then grab a lot. I have heartburn. Why is it that you could just sit there? You just sat there, yelled about serial killers and Hitler and all this shit perfectly. <laughs> we actually get into something fucking important that goes with the podcast, and you can't say a goddamn word. Are you trying word. to tell me the conspiracy by the United States government to hide the fact that Joseph Mengele came over with Project Paperclip isn't important? I'm saying that there's a conspiracy <laughs> that you. Just like fucking up the the podcast with your goddamn hiccups and heartburn. But you literally just said that entire sentence perfectly fine and couldn't get through. They went to Scarab and went to, and then went to Dalam without dying six times in between. They then grab a submarine that takes them under the earth where they find Tenda Village whose inhabitants are all shy. Ness is eventually able to help them overcome their shyness, and they allow him into the lost underworld, where they find Undertale. No. No, the last two sanctuaries. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Undertale might be down there, too, though. <laughs> it's the lost underworld right under Temi Village. Yeah, dude. I mean, Tenda Village. Those tendies. Mm. Chicken. They're kind of cute. Yeah, no, they're adorable. No, I don't think they're as cute as the Mr. Saturn. Yeah, I think Mr. Saturn's pretty cute. Mr. Saturn's got dick noses. Just want to ride their face. With their dick noses. Yes, sure. <laughs> That's what you want to do, Josh. Oh, fuck. So when the last uh, sanctuary is activated, Ness falls asleep and enters the Madison world which uh, is a world made up of his own dreams. Fun fact, he's wearing pajamas in the American version, and he's ass naked in the Japanese. He's got a hat, though. He doesn't in the Japanese. No. Just yeah, he does. Say. I thought he had a hat. Ass fucking naked. Naked as the day he was born. With a hat. 
No, he's got just his hair. I'll fucking fight you on that. Dude, I'll fight you right now. Let's go. Cue the fucking elevator music. <laughs> Oh, was he wearing the baseball hat? I thought you were talking about the pajama hat. No, there's no pajama hat. I thought there was a pajama hat. No. He's wearing his hat. Regardless, you said he wasn't wearing anything. Oh, yeah. I did think he was ass naked. Oh, is he wearing the baseball hat? Yeah. My bad. Ha! I win. Don't let it go to your head, engineer. <laughs> um. Say, so yeah, I'm right. Josh is wrong. And... <laughs> And he's in a world of his dreams. Uh, there he has to fight his nightmare. Uh, once defeated, uh, this makes Ness uh, stronger because uh, Gygus has no influence over him anymore. When he wakes up, the crew head to Saturn Valley where Jeff's father, Dr. Andonauts. Uh, and Donuts. And Donuts. <laughs> no, it's Andonauts, but it's just spelled and Donuts. And Donuts. And would you like some Donuts? And Donuts. Um, has finished uh, a phase disorder, uh, which is a time-traveling device. However, it can't transport organic material. Because this is Terminator 2. My theory right here. This is the start of Terminator 2. Terminator 2 starts in this, and the Terminator that gets sent back in Terminator 2 is an amalgamation of the kids in a robotic body. Theory. Get at me, Matt Pat. <laughs> God, the number of times we <laughs> shout that man out on this freaking podcast. I love that, Matt, though. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't, it can't transport organic matter. So, uh, Andonaut, uh has found a way to remove the kids' souls and put them into robots, um, but there may be a risk of it being permanent, um, but they do it anyway. The kids choose to do it anyways. And it's super heroic and cute of them. Yeah, and the Ness robot gets his hat. Really cute. Because it's adorable. When transported back, they encounter Pokey and Gygus, who is in what is called the Devil's Machine. Pokey tells them that Gygus has become so powerful that his mind broke and then calls him an almighty idiot. I love that fucking line. First off, it like, Gygus itself is a very Lovecraftian thing, and as I've said on the show a billion fucking times now, I love Lovecraft shit. But... The concept of this being that's so powerful it's stupid, I love. So he is an almighty idiot. And I, I've called people that. <laughs> um, defeating Pokey. After they, they defeat Pokey, and then afterwards they shut off the machine, machine releasing Gygus, who traps them in his own being. This is where things get weird. Um, Gygus being too powerful to actually combat looks like he's going to win, but Paula begins to pray, reaches out to everyone on Earth, and eventually even the player fails. Which I think that part is one of my favorite parts of the fucking game. Yeah, there's uh, two parts towards the end of the game where it asks you, the player, specifically for your name. And then, like, it asks again later, it's like, are you sure this is your name? Just to make sure in case you, you fucked it up the first time. And the last person she prays to, she, like, prays, she's like, there's nobody left to pray to. And she just prays out in the, out in the, into the cosmos. And it says you uh, hear their prayers and you pray for them. Like your your name specifically, you like, and it's adorable. It's it's this really cute fourth wall break 
that makes you actually feel like you're interacting with this battle with Gigas. And I know the first time I played that, I was at a very young, like ripe age for this. And actually seeing the characters that I'd grown to love looking for my help and me actually, outside of playing the game, actively helping them was just... It, it, it's a memorable experience for me, and I'm glad that it happened. It really touched my heart, and it's part of the reason that this game remains one of my favorite games of all time. Really is my favorite part of the game. No, it, it was really dope. Um, this exploits Gygus's one weakness, his human emotions, because Gygus used to be human. Uh, this causes Gygus to vanish and undo all the damage he's done to Eagle Land and the Earth. It also causes the souls to leave the robots and travel back in time to their bodies. Our heroes then part way and return home. However, Ness is given a letter from Pokey after he returns home saying, Come and get me, loser. Spankity, spankity, spankity. Meaning Pokey's still alive out there somewhere. Now, one of the interesting theories on Gygus is that you go back in time to fight Gygus. What one of the theories is is that the Gygus you fight is actually Gygus as a fetus? Have you mm. seen that one? No. So when you look at the background for the fight of Gygus, because you're not fighting anything in particular, it's just this constantly moving background, the negative space in that background looks like a fetus. Yeah, it looks like a face. Or there's... The negative, yeah, space, the negative space looks yeah. like a fetus. And it's really fucking cool. However, the creator of the game uh, came out and said, no, you're not. <laughs> you you are not fighting Gygus as a fetus. You're fighting Gygus at his most powerful. Mm. So that could be like some kind of fucking 2001 A Space Odyssey bullshit. Could be some space baby shit because that is at his most powerful. But you're not fighting Gygus as a fetus. And, and if you don't know what we're talking about, look up Gygus on Google. Go to images. It'll be the first image you fucking see. Yeah, probably. But yeah, it's... Always been an interesting theory, but I I like the idea that you're fighting, you know, an almighty idiot more than a fetus. Yeah. But that is a quick rundown of Earthbound. Quick by Earthbound standards. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's there's so much more to this game. Again, much like our Undertale episode, there's so much more to this game than just going through with the story and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting locales and things you do um, to get to each sanctuary. Like, we pretty much were just like, you're in Foresight, there's a sanctuary. But, like, you gotta, like, fight cult members and you gotta fight weird monsters monsters. and giant robots and mice. And dinosaurs at one point. Yeah, there's just, like, so much to this game and, and that we can't do it justice, so... I encourage you, the listener, to to go out and play Earthbound. It is a game that, at this point, has transcended time. It is heartwarming and adorable, and you'll see a lot of inspirations in modern games come from a game like Earthbound. Do you think it's the uh, the best of the three? Earthbound didn't make me cry. Mother 3 made me cry. <laughs> Uh, I have a more special place in my heart for Earthbound. It was the first one I played, and it it really it really 
does transcend time. But Mother 3 made me cry. That game was heartbreaking on so many levels. And the fact that I could play as Lucas in Smash Bros. made me so happy. So unbelievably happy because I love Lucas. He's this... He He's... I know you haven't played it. He's a very almost defenseless character up until a certain point. And, and I like his arc so much. But Lucas is a really good character. And I think that Earthbound still is my favorite. But that's saying I'm that's saying a lot for Earthbound and a lot for Mother 3. Mother 1 isn't a bad game. It's a grind fest. It is an old school JRPG. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking grind fest. I've only played Mother 1 once. I don't think I want to play it again. <laughs> but I if you're a hardcore into the series, obviously play the whole series. If you're not, you're not missing anything if you skip Mother 1. The only connection is there's a theory that the parents of Ness are the two characters for the male and female character from Mother 1. Yeah, I've heard that. But Mother 3 has direct, is a direct sequel. Like, there are characters from Mother from Mother 2, Earthbound, that show up in Mother 3. So, that's why I think that those two work better together. And that's why they're more popular together. That's why Earth, Ness and Lucas both show up in Smash Bros. Which is most people's introduction to Earthbound. Yeah. Smash Bros. It definitely was... <clears throat> I mean, I think I've heard of it before, but it definitely was the big introduction for me. It was the same thing with kind of like Fire Emblem. was yeah. like a big introduction f- to Smash Bros. Introduced Fire Emblem to a lot of people uh, over here in the, in the hoist. Um, I, also thought, I also heard a theory, I think it was a theory, that the parents of Ninten... Are Ness and Paula? No. That's the reverse of what you just said. Um, oh, the parents of Ninten? Yeah. Like, knew Gygus? Or, like, it was, they raised Gygus? Yeah, or yeah. Or something, like, something like that? Gygus is more of a character in Mother 1. And Mother 2 is more of an entity. But he's more of a character in Mother 1, a direct character. So, uh... Yeah, that could be a theory. There's less of a story in Mother 1. All right. And, and I'm much less familiar with the story, so I actually can't speak to it. But as a franchise, as Earthbound, one of my favorite games of all time. One of my, the tattoos I'm planning on getting is the bit, the, the sprite of uh, Ness doing the, the, the fuzzy picture, pickles. The, yeah, the picture pose. Yeah. I want to get Ness with the two fingers up saying fuzzy pickles. That was the greatest. I was like, I told you I beat the game, and then I sent you the, the peace sign. Well, you, you told I did, me you I beat did. the game, so I texted you fuzzy pickles. Oh, yeah. And then I sent you, like, a smiley face with a peace sign. And I screenshotted it. I have it saved. I'll have to post it on our Instagram after this episode goes live. Yeah. But it it's made me so happy. <laughs> but, yeah, you... Yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, there's a character you meet at certain points in the game where he takes your picture, and in the at the end of the game, you can see all the pictures taken. Yeah, during the credits. During the credits, uh, and every time he takes your picture, he says, say Fuzzy Pickles. I do that almost every time I take a picture of someone. I'll say, <laughs> say Fuzzy Pickles. 
and the most recent run of this game at GDQ, uh, they hit a a thing, a pay thing, for they had to during the speed run hit all the picture locations. Every time they did it, everyone on the couch, the person playing, and everyone behind it. They did a, okay, now say Fuzzy Pickles, and they all did the pose. There's a bunch of, like, pictures of them, the entire, like, GDQ doing the Fuzzy Pickles pose along with Earthbound, which is just really great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Though, this playthrough at GDQ this year was maybe one of my favorite speedruns. But, um, yeah, that's, I think that's it for Earthbound. With that being said, Nick, brother. Yes. What have you been playing? Mario Odyssey. Yeah, me too. A whole lot of Mario Odyssey. I'm fully committed to 100%ing this game. You're going to get all the all the moons. Yes. Are you? I'm working on it. How many do you have? I don't know. Uh, I haven't hit 500 yet. I'm over 600. Jesus Christ. I'm over 600. I almost have every purple coin. Almost every souvenir thing. The two moons that are going to be the death of me, though, is the jump rope and the volleyball. What's, uh, what is it, 300? 100 each. 100 each. Not that bad. Yeah. It's a pretty pain in the ass. Yeah. Those are gonna Boss be- Rush was fun. I can't believe I beat Boss Rush as easily as I did. I haven't tried it again since the very first time because I'm just going through every world and 100%ing it. You get- as much as I can. I pretty much 100%. I pretty much get every moon that I can and every coin. The only moons I haven't been getting are the secret entrance ones, because those you just have to find, and the ones that have to deal with the art pictures. Um, so usually I'll do every moon except those two. And then, like, eventually I'll go and try and figure out. I've been taking the pictures of the art things, and eventually I'm going to go and just try and do all I'm of them. I'm just playing one. on worlds, trying to get as many moons as I could, and then getting bored and going to another world. So I'm playing this game like I treat life, and you're playing this game like you treat life. Um, Very methodical, worked out, thought out. I'm just doing shit until I get bored and moving on to something else. Yeah. But yeah, and then I got to do the the dark side of the moon and then the darker side of the moon. I haven't. I got to get the darker side. I'm almost there. But at least the uh, doing all the, the Koopa races is making me good at movement mechanics to be yeah, better for the those. darker side of the moon. I gotta do those, especially in preparation for the darker side. But, yeah, it's it's a game. It, it's just fun. Yeah. It's just fun to collect. I don't know, it's just the OCD in me wants to collect all the and things. And there's like a zen part of it to you, where like you're just trying this stuff, and you're like, yeah, this is a lot of fun, just earning things. Yeah. Like, not stressful, it's just Figuring things enjoyable. Out. And I feel like so many games stress me out nowadays, that I'm just like, yeah, I'll take enjoyable, please. Yeah. Uh, is that all you've been playing? Yes, literally. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Dead by Daylight with Freddy Krueger release on consoles. Freddy Krueger is really fucking fun, but I don't know, it's just Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is I'm getting back into the groove of Injustice, getting ready for November 14th when I get Hellboy. And I just watched a video on the the breakdown of Hell, Hellboy gameplay mechanics, and he's basically Doomsday with Ariel. Like he's a he's a ground bruiser. He's like he's got abilities that make it so that like his armor goes up, but or he gets armor so that it'll take damage, but like won't get stopped. But the other thing is that he's got a leap that you can both cancel and um follow through on. Mm-hmm. So you I could like 
leap, cancel it, I'd still be in there, and then I could do aerial attacks to you. Or I could, like, leap, follow it through. Or I could leap, cancel, reignite it, and then hit it. Like, there's a bunch of cool aerial mechanics with Hellboy that I'm really looking forward to perfecting. That sounds dope. I, I, he's going to be looking at how he plays. Uh, not only do I love Hellboy as a character, but he looks like a character that I want to get good with. But yeah, I, I think that I'm getting back into like just memorization of moves and injustice. It's a fighting game. I treat fighting games like a fucking soup of just wanting to be better. Yeah, I don't play that many fighting games. I play Smash. That's about it. We played Pokemon a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I used to be good at Pokemon when it was out on the Wii U, and then I stopped playing and I got bad at it because I forgot literally everything. I played it a lot on my most recent trip, but then I also played a lot of fucking Stardew Valley, which I still play. I still play that almost every day. Stardew Valley's addicting. I'm gonna do them craps. I don't that's even why, have to. That's why I didn't. Yeah, I know because it's not. It's not Animal Crossing. It's not a, a game that you need to log into every day. I just open it up and I'm like. I gotta treat my wife right. I got married in the game last time I was playing it. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Abigail. Oh, that's a nice name. Yeah, she likes uh, amethyst and pumpkins. Wow. So, I seen a trailer when I was at the movies last that had Owen Wilson in it. It was... Yes, that, I know what you're talking that about. movie where his kid's ugly. In other words, it looks like Owen Wilson. And the entire time I'm watching that trailer... I have our friend Lily to the left of me and Casey next to her. And it was just Casey and I going back and, back and forth going, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, did you end up watching the Star Wars trailer? I did. I, I, I was like, I could get up or I could not, but I don't remember it. I closed my eyes. Did you? Yeah. And yeah. for the Black Panther trailer. Because it was immediately after. I do remember the Black Panther trailer. That was dope as hell. Well, because well, like, I was like, because I was like, oh, I was, my girlfriend was like, oh, you ready to watch the Star Wars trailer? I was like, fuck, you're absolutely right. They're absolutely going to play this. Uh, this is when we went to go see Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, um, Nick and I just saw Thor Ragnarok. Um, a couple days. A couple. You saw it on. When it came out. Like, you saw fr- it like that. Th- that Friday. Friday. I saw it that Sunday. Um, so she's like, you ready to see the Star Wars trailer? And I was like, fuck. And so it comes on, I can just close my eyes, and I'm just, like, not even paying attention to, like... I'm trying not to pay attention to what they're saying. Um, and then I was like, I was like, great. I was like, what's next, Black Panther? And then immediately, Black Panther trailer. I was like, god damn it! That was a cool trailer. I remember that one. I, I wasn't really paying attention to the Star Wars. Yeah, I've heard it was cool, but I don't, want, I, was, I don't want to see it. I was texting during it. I don't care. I'm one of those people that during the trailers, I'm still like, the movie hasn't started yet. I'm going to keep fucking texting. I don't care. But, um, yeah, I can't. That's the next movie I'm really hyped about, Star Wars. Yeah. Like, even though I'm never going to play it because I don't play those fucking games, I was watching some Battlefront 2 gameplay of, like, the Jedi battles, and I was, like, Ky- watching Kylo Ren fight Yoda. I was just like, this is kind of fucking cool. And it I'm is. Not, I'm not going to buy this fucking game. No, because loot boxes. No, it's not even loot boxes. They treat it like a goddamn mobile game. Like, you can only play arcade mode for so long, and then you have to, like, purchase more arcade tokens yeah and then well the progressions in the loot boxes yeah it's all bullshit yeah i mean unless they change it from like what it was in the beta till and like i said when when destiny 2 came out when there was the whole thing with shaders and loot boxes i like loot boxes i spend a lot of money on loot boxes 
I think they're great. But don't make me have to purchase your loot boxes. Both in Destiny and in Overwatch, I don't have to buy loot boxes. I choose to buy loot boxes. And when I buy them, they don't they add to my game. They don't take away experience that I can only get through loot boxes. Yes. There's your problem. <laughs> There's your problem right there. That is your problem, EA. Yeah. You have made it so that you have to purchase loot boxes to get better at your game, which is bullshit. I'm already paying you 60 bucks. I'm fine to pay you more, but I don't want to have to pay you more. Exactly. But with that, we'll uh, wrap it up here. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Navi underscore Tales. Again, that is at Navi underscore Tales. Send us nudes or dudes or nude dudes. <laughs> um, the other thing is at the top of the show, we talked about the fact that we purchased PAX tickets. Now, I know that PAX is a billion years away and it feels like it's going to be a billion years away. That's why I'm wondering why I just had to drop 60 bucks on a ticket. That's not going to do anything until like fucking March. But um, they're already all gone. They're already all gone. But if you guys are at all interested in meeting up with us and talking to us about video game lore, please tweet at us or message us on Instagram. We would be more than happy to meet up with some of you guys if you guys are interested in meeting up with us. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be cool if anybody wants to, if anybody's uh, in that Boston area. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it more as the date approaches. Yeah, because it's like in April. But now that it's fresh in our heads as well as fresh in yours, we thought we would talk about it sooner than later. Yeah, give it a little. Sooner and later. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, do, I'm going to do both. Little heads up, little heads up now, little heads up later. But just if you guys are interested in it, we're interested in it too. Yeah, so let us know. Follow us on the social medias. Tell your friends. Tell your video game-loving friends about our podcast. Tell your friends about me yelling about Mangala. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, until next time, um, we'll see you later, huh? Yeah, bye. Love you. I found a way. found a way. Hey. I don't even think you wrote this right. I don't even think you wrote the joke right. You messed. Um, uh, since we're 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 going off things, you messed up. Um, when you were writing uh, Dalam, I don't know. I'm sure this was an autocorrect. Uh, but it was Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. Um... <laughs> That's awesome. They couldn't be more different. I know. They don't allow Asians in Dallas. <laughs> So it's literally like, let me read this line real quick. It was, he dreams of a land called Dallas where a prince named Pooh has completed his training. And I was just like, no, no, Josh. It's Dalam. Uh, and then the cult, I think the cult was the other one. You put happy, happiest cult. Oh, it's happy, happyism. Yeah. But the, the Dallas one, the Dallas one got me. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right, we can go back. Uh, yeah. Your eyes. Very brown. And anyone ever t tell you that they just want to wrestle pigs in your eyes? No, that's definitely a first. Well, Nick. Yes.
I'd wrestle four pigs in your eyes. Wow. That's how brown your eyes are. Wow. I would love every second of it. In your eyes. I'm trying to think of a song to sing that matches this, but I can't. Brown Eyed Girl. I guess, yeah. I gotcha. Don't worry about it. Thanks, babe. You're my brown eyed girl. Brown eyed girl. What is that? That would be my giant freezer. It's the freezer? Is it? I like a heater. What you say? It's the boiler. Oh, good. It's the boiler room. It's the boiler. It's Freddy. Because mm. it's hot out now. By hot out, I mean cold out. Good job, bro. Literally got that exactly the opposite of what it was supposed to be. I'm such a reject. I mean, I guess. I've had post-nasal drip for a couple days. That's literally my life. So it sounds like I've been a duck for days, but I took some Sudafed for this podcast, and I feel like I can breathe for the first time in a week. Good. It's amazing. <laughs> I feel like I should just do that. I just want to smoke. What? Ruin my lungs. Ruined. This night is ruined. Hey, you remember the movie Constantine with Keanu Reeves? I know it's existed, but I never saw it. It's a cool scene where he gets his lungs ripped out. Well then. I've always, I think Is it based it. off the comic? Is it supposed to be based it's off? It's based the... off Bad Habits. Okay. But it's, it's very loosely based off Bad Habits because Keanu Reeves plays John Constantine. And, um, he's not John Constantine. Hashtag not my Constantine. Hashtag not my magician. <laughs> Hashtag... Get Matt Ryan. Hashtag bring Matt Ryan back. Hashtag Matt Ryan lives matter. Yeah, he's going to be in uh, an episode of Legends, and that's literally all I want to watch. It's yeah, it's the only reason I want to watch Legends of Tomorrow is because Constantine shows up in that one episode. Yeah, you're right. And Captain Cold is in season one. Yeah, you're right. Both characters I adore. And they're doing... I just want to watch the crossover again this year. This, this season's crossover. I don't watch this show because it's fucking dumb now. Yeah. There's also a chore because there's four of them. It's fucking dumb. I just want to watch Constantine <laughs> and Crisis on Earth X. Yeah, is when's Constantine coming? The, that animated series coming? Oh, I don't know. I want to watch that too, though. I just want to watch Constantine again. Yeah. I'm just going to... Hey. I know we're in the outtakes right now, but I'm going to give you a... Everybody go to the CWC app. It's free. And all of this is free. It is free. 100% free app. There's no script. And, like, to, free to watch stuff on it, too. Like, you don't have to subscribe to anything like Netflix or whatever. Get the CWC app and watch The Constantine Show. Yeah, there's only one season, and it's all on that app. The only reason there's only one season is because... Some idiot decided to cancel it. Well, no, it was on ABC. Yeah. So it, was, it got good views. Got, like, a good amount of views. But they didn't get ABC new views, you know what I mean? I think because it was like, uh, uh, like a darker horror-ish. They thought show. it'd be the new Supernatural, but it's not Supernatural at all. Yeah. They want. I think they picked it up thinking, oh, it's a comic book thing that'll compete with Supernatural, but like, it's not gonna compete with Supernatural because it's fucking different. 
When did it come out? I feel like comic book stuff wasn't super huge yet. Either. Senior year of college. So, of college? Yeah. So I watched it. Like about it. the time Avengers came out. No, it was after Avengers. I I graduated in oh, no, no, yeah, Avengers was uh, freshman year of college. Yeah, I graduated in 2015, so. Okay. Yeah, you graduated the same year as me. I, I, thought, I, I thought it was senior year. I, I showed it to you after it was already all done. Yeah. Although I was telling everyone to watch it while I was out because I was trying to get all the views I could. But, man, I wish that show lasted longer. It's really good. I, I had to. And it's, and it had like cool things that they don't touch on, like in other things, like folklore things. Like they had like that creature that was like before the flood. What was that thing called? It was like in the sewers and it twitched a lot. Uh, fuck. And then the one with the miners. With I the remember ghosts. the miners one. I mean the miners. It's one. all folklore based and cool. Yeah. Man, and he's just like a fucking. And Matt Ryan was perfect as yeah, John. Yeah, he's such a really good actor and plays that character fantastically. He was born to play Constantine, to the point where now he just voices him in everything. Yeah, and like just pops up in the CW. You don't know who John Constantine is. He's kind of like a superhero, except doesn't wear a cape and yeah. fights demons and shit. Yeah, it's great. If you want my recommendation, there's a series of Constantine called Bad Habits. Where he finds out he has terminal lung cancer and is trying to combat that. And it is, I think, one of the best runs of a comic book ever. And I'm such a big fan of John Constantine. I actually own his first appearance, Swamp Thing number 37. Yeah, yeah. Saga of the Swamp Thing, if you want to get real specific. I've owned that comic for over a year now. Yep. Happy birthday you... <laughs> to you. Man, this is all in the outtakes. I don't envy you. Yeah, it's fine. I just gotta listen to it. <laughs> Again. In case you didn't know, I write a lot of this, and Nick edits a lot of this. Yeah. Because Nick's better at that than I am. I, I'm not going to say I'm a better writer than Nick. I probably <laughs> Cause, am, cause I think we've, I think you we've, edit my writing so much, it's not even funny. I think we've proven that in previous episodes. I don't know. I'm, I'm sleepy today, man. You gotta wake the fuck up. We got a podcast to do. Is it my turn? God damn it. Just me either. Just, just, you just go. <laughs> You're sleepy. You gotta wake the fuck up. Ooh! <laughs> Alright, I'm good. Alright, <sighs> fantastic. That all it fucking takes. Oh, he's taking his shirt off. Oh, stuff's. Oh. Let's go! Jesus. That's a lot of man. You need to get on that boat, Dad Josh. I don't remember where. I just told you. Alec texts me. Hey, what, are you, hey, what day are you going to pack? I'm like, Saturday. He just responded now. Oh, those are gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were gone in an hour, bro.